and welcome to the Reborn Fitness Podcast. Uh, it's so good to be back. I'm sorry for the, the week off, um, but I'm back now. And I wanted to do today, uh, on this Good Friday, a Easter message 2021. Now, during the week, I put out a couple of questions on my Instagram story and a lot of you got involved and I wanted to find, because as we know, last week, I think about Thursday or maybe two weeks ago, it was a year ago since the first national lockdown here in the UK. And uh, I thought as we're now coming out of our third national lockdown and life is starting to get back to normal, I wanted to find out what we've learned from these three lockdown periods because we've had time you know the first lockdown was a novelty and we were excited and we did things but the second and third lockdowns obviously were a little bit different the novelty wore off um the suffering was was ever uh, inevitable um and i just wanted to see what some of you listeners out there have learned from these lockdowns so i put out um you know the question sort of what have we learned and we got some great responses and i shall then tell you about what i learned and what i felt I have learned from these past uh, three lockdowns and what I've used and what I've done to fill my time also. So one of the first responses, so first of all, thank you for everyone who uh, has got involved. I really appreciate it. And Kim Phillips uh, actually said that, you know, she has found, uh, you know, she's learned that there's always a light at the end of the darkest tunnel. And I think that's such a great point. I think regardless of what we're going through and what you go through, there is always hope and light at the end of the darkest tunnel. Regardless of how bad the situation gets, there is always light at the end of the darkest tunnel. Uh, Finbar McGarvey came up and said, he said, uh, you know, how to make sure that I use my time wisely, also making sure I benefit myself. And I love that. Uh, So thank you again, Finbar, for sharing that with us. Uh, It's so important. I think we've all been guilty of it over this lockdown period, uh, you know, to waste time, to just use time idly uh, and not to make the most of the time we've got. You know, we've had three lockdowns and six, seven weeks of time with family, with friends, with nature, and we haven't always used it wisely. Um, And always making sure that you're benefiting yourself. But I think also a good point on this is you're benefiting yourself and make sure we're benefiting other people as well. This is one of the first points I think lockdown's taught me is about other people. You know, being selfless sometimes is really important because when we have life and it's so busy uh, and we get caught up in our own world, we don't have time for other people. And that's what I've loved about this lockdown. It's given me time, uh, given time for me to focus on other people and to help other people and give back to other people and to be selfless. You know, it's important to spend time uh, and, and make sure that uh, I am benefiting myself. That's very, very important. But it's also uh, that act of selflessness as well, making sure that we're there for uh, other people also. But that's a great point, Finbar. So thank you for uh, for sharing that. Uh, Daniel uh, Voles, who I interviewed on my uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago, says he's only been in one, one lockdown in America, but he's learned that getting something done is the most important thing. And I think that's true in any, any situation where we, have, where, where we have a period of time to prepare for something maybe if we have like an interview coming up or something we have like six weeks to prepare is to make sure that each day we are getting something done i think we've all been guilty of it again where we spent days in this lockdown or we haven't got something done we've just been idle lazy um but that's a really good point making sure that we get things done um so that's a great point so thank you for sharing that uh, daniel um and then 
Kaiser Khan, actually, who's got a great podcast, uh, has come and said that the importance of mindfulness, uh, I think that is a really good point as well. Um, being mindful and being present, I think that's a really, really good point. So thank you for all uh, for sharing that those points. I think it's really important. And, you know, for me, uh, I think something, the biggest thing I've learned is being able to continue to be productive, continue to be present, even when there's not a time frame, even when we're not sure when we're going to get out of this lockdown. You know, we've had three lockdowns and it's felt like we've been, you know, in lockdown for a year. And as human beings, we are used to having time. You know, we are all about time. Our life has a time span. There's 24 hours in a day. Um, you know, a football game is 90 minutes long. Uh, a lesson at school is 55 minutes long. Our lunch times are sometimes an hour long. Everything has a time frame. And when that's taken away and we're not quite sure really when something's going to end, it can be quite hard to pace ourselves. And that's what I've learned, being able to pace myself even when I don't know when something's going to end. Because if you burn yourself out too quickly, too early, you're going to struggle through the rest of it. If you start too slowly and then have to catch up, it's going to be too late. So it's about finding that pace and rhythm to get through that time uh, and keeping your emotions under control. You know, we sort of knew when the lockdown uh, was going to end, each national lockdown, but it was a rough estimate. It wasn't guaranteed. It could have changed just like that. In a click of a finger, it could have changed. So for me, I, that's something that I've learned. And it's really important in life because we will have ordeals eventually in life that we are uncertain, uh, um, we are uncertain if they ever will ever end. And they will. But it's about being able to pace yourself um, through those situations, um, so you don't burn yourself out, or you don't get, you don't don't do too little, and then have to play catch up. It's about finding that pace, that rhythm of life. Um, and the second thing I've learned is, you know, actually talking to people more. It sounds crazy, but you know, getting to know your neighbours, getting to know people, being more socially friendly, and being there for each other. I think that's the point I'm trying to say: is being there for each other. When we're living our daily lives, um, before the lockdowns, I notice it's just like we're in this bubble, we're in our own world, we've got our own agendas, our own things, and we don't really have time for other people. But in this lockdown, there's been so many great moments, like for example, VE Day has been a big highlight for me. We, we had a, like a, a little gathering, social distance gathering on the street, and we talked to our neighbours that we don't really talk to that much. You know, and we actually got to know them, got to spend time with them, and it was lovely, like that community feel. You know, and that's something that I'd love us to continue uh, is that community feel, you know, in our neighbourhood. Don't go back to the same old, your own world and that, that, that blinkers on like a horse and you haven't got time for other people. Continue that community feel. Continue to say hello pe to, to people when we're on uh, walks and stuff. That's what I've loved, you know, being there for other people and giving back and, and, and that community feel uh, in the neighbourhood is, is such a lovely thing uh, that I loved and I think was really... Um, really useful actually um and then you know i sort of asked not many of you got involved which is okay but someone said i asked you how did you spend your lockdowns and uh joseph park came out and said he's done yoga and he's read over 40 books honestly that's amazing that's such a good use of time and i you know i wonder what you've used and how you've used your time over lockdown i'm sure there's a lot of netflix involved a lot of tv a lot of gaming but a lot of walks probably as well and a lot of exercise you know i've been running over the lockdown, uh, exercising, doing this podcast as well, uh, and actually started helping out in a school as well um, since November, uh, uh, helping back at my old school as a teaching assistant in the PE department. 
um, and that's actually led to a, a few doors as well opening up as well uh, in the future, um, which has been a great experience. You know, to see to be back at school, to see uh, the kids how they're responding to the lockdown. So it's been really useful. Um, so. Yeah, so I hope we've learned some lessons from the lockdown and I hope we take those lessons and use them uh, as life starts to get back um, to normal. Um, But obviously today is Friday and today is actually Good Friday and Good Friday is the day uh, in the Christian uh, uh, faith uh, where Jesus was put to death. Now Easter for a lot of us is uh, a time of joy, a time of family, a time of getting together. Uh, and a time of chocolate and Easter eggs. Um, for me, it is the uh, Easter eggs are nice, but then that's not the main part for me. The Easter bunnies, that is not the main part. The main part for me is the death and resurrection of my Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, and so many other Christians around the world as we are now preparing to celebrate Easter uh, this uh, Easter Sunday. Now, here on Good Friday, Jesus was crucified. Uh, he was found guilty. And he got beaten and crucified on uh, a cross. Now, a little few little facts about the uh, Easter uh, message. Uh, now, Jesus' death, when he died, it took place between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. So he was crucified for six hours. Six hours he was on that cross. And crucifixion is one of the most brutal and horrendous ways of dying, the most slow and painful death you could have imagined. So Jesus was found guilty. Now, before every single crucifixion, uh, the uh, victim was flogged, okay? Now, flogging was done before every single crucifixion, as I said, okay? The flogging was intended to bring a victim to a state of just short of death. And also, as you can probably imagine, it hurt a lot. Now, the whip they used in those days had iron balls tied to a few inches. Okay, tied a few inches from the end of each leather thong on the whip. Iron balls tied a few inches from the end of each leather thong. So that's coming down. The leather and those metal balls are coming in. Now, the iron balls would cause deep bruising while the leather thongs would cut into the skin. Now, some of these uh, whips also had sheep bones on the ends. Now, this would hasten the process of cutting into the skin. So after a few whips and a few lashes, the skin would be cut through and the muscle would begin to cut. The muscle would be, you know, it'd be rid- honestly, it is the most excruciating thing. So blood loss was considerable and the pain, the victim that Jesus would have been in, would have been in a state of shock and near death. He then had to carry his whole, he had to carry the cross to the place where he was going to die, up to Golgotha, uh, which is like a little hill. And uh, he had to sort of carry part of the cross. And that was about probably in and around 50 kilograms, 36 to 50 kilograms. So you can imagine after you've been whipped, you're bleeding. You then got to carry this cross sort of one or two miles to the destination. And he then uh, got hung on the cross uh, to die. He was hung on a cross next to two other uh, prisoners um, and he was there for six hours suffering. To be able to take a breath, you'd have to use all your energy, pull yourself up, take a breath, and then the weight would just continue to suffocate you slowly. They tried to give him uh, wine, um, but he didn't take it. 
And eventually, after six hours, he uh, reached up and said his last words, which in his last words were, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then Jesus uh, died. His, de- his body was then taken off the cross, and it was rare in those days to bury uh, people that were crucified. They usually just would just leave their bodies out to be eaten by the dogs or hyenas, but they took Jesus' body and buried him in a tomb. And they put a stone over the tomb to stop anyone taking his body. Now, this stone that they rolled on there wasn't any old stone. This was a big stone. This stone weighed about one to two tons. And two people could move it into place just about. But the big thing was was rolling it away afterwards, was getting the stone off once the body had been there. And um, Jesus uh, lay there Saturday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, and then on the third day, um, people went to the tomb to mourn Jesus' death. And they found the stone was rolled away. Bearing in mind this stone was one to two thousand kilograms or one to two tons in weight. And the tomb was empty. Jesus was gone. Going back to his death, when he died or in the last couple of hours of his death, some supernatural things happened. There was a total solar eclipse, which means the whole sky went dark. Um, And in the temple, they had a curtain which was a huge, thick curtain, very, very thick, very, very tall, and very, very heavy. Now, that curtain, when Jesus died and said those last words of, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he gave up his spirit and died. That curtain got ripped in two from top to bottom. Not from bottom to top, because if it was from bottom to top, the humans could have ripped it. It was from top to bottom. No human could have reached it. It was so tall and so thick. It was ripped in half. Now, that curtain symbolized um, it was to block off the holiest of holy places. It was like if you went in there, you would talk, you'd basically be in the presence of God. So it was blocked off. But that curtain was ripped in two. That was some of the crazy things that happened. Anyway, the tomb was empty. Jesus' death and Jesus' resurrection was all about making sure that we could have a relationship with Jesus. His body was broken so our body could be made whole. So we could have a relationship with him. Now, over this lockdown period, um, you know, I'm sure there's people who've been, you know, struggling in unbelievable situations, in dire situations. You know, the world is a tough place right now. And I'm sure you've, uh, you know, had so many crazy things. And if you're looking for a friend today, someone who you can rely on, who will always be there for you, who will always love you, who always wants the best for you, uh, will never let you down, will never forsake you, will never leave you, will always be there for the rest of your life, someone that you can always rely on, someone that wants to make plans to prosper you and not to harm you, then look no else and no further than Jesus. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a prayer, okay? And if you're maybe thinking or looking or searching for something, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Now, if you pray this prayer with me, I'd love you to reach out to me and direct message me on Instagram or Facebook or email me at reborn.fitness2020 at gmail.com. That's reborn.fitness2020 at gmail.com. And just say you've prayed this prayer for the first time. I'd love to then talk to you and follow up with you 
uh, and encourage you along this journey. Okay, so I'm going to pray this prayer and give you time to say it with me. Okay, and um, we'll go from there. Okay, so if you want, if you want to accept the, uh, the Lord Jesus today into your heart, then say after me, "Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner." And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. In your name, Amen. Now, if you pray for that prayer for the first time, please do reach out to me. I'd love to have a chat with you. Uh, I'd love to f- uh, help you in your journey uh, of faith with the Lord Jesus and in your relationship. And I'd love to encourage you as well. So if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please do uh, reach out to me on, on social media or on my email, which is reborn.fitness2020 at gmail.com. That is reborn.fitness2020 at gmail.com. Okay. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, don't forget you can uh, get your free session today. Head to rebornfitness2020.squarespace.com to uh, redeem your free uh, personal training session today with the coupon code, all in capitals, first-free. That's the coupon code, all in capitals, first-free. Okay. Uh, gym's open on the 12th of April really soon. So head over and get your free session booked in today from the 12th of April. Um, and I'd love to see you all there. But that, that is it from me. It's so good to be back. Uh, I hope you found that useful. Any questions, any queries, do not forget to head, uh, don't hesitate to get in contact with me. Um, but until then, I'll be back same place, same time next week, next Friday for another interview. Um, but until then, uh, all that is left for me to say is I wish from everyone here at Reborn Fitness, I wish you a very, very happy Easter. Thanks for listening and bye for now.